following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast, episode 118. Like a good neighbor, Ichigo is there. If there's something bad in your neighborhood, who you gonna call? The Toonami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me today is... Paul Skrill, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... ASM Derail Maddox. No one cares. And... You're a steam announcer, Jim Nelson. Why are you going to say no one cares, Paul? That's... Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to be into the punch because he always wanted to the shit. No one likes your ass anyway, Paul. Damn. I'm going to be mean. Dude, you, you, you like started that fucking, it. You like that ball on Elmer's ass, dude. Do I have to pull up all the text messages he sends me? Please don't. No. <laughs> we will be here a very long time. Yes, I know. And I can't afford it. <laughs> oh, broke ass bitch. Hey, we just need some sweet librarian money. Come on now. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> exactly. You mean the sweaty I'm... boob money? Oh, dude, yeah. titties are not pockets, man. <laughs> seriously. No, they are not. And, dude, they get, and it's like, seriously, though, just side note before we really get into the show, man. They get pissed off when I don't look at their saggy-ass titties, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's a thing. <laughs> Hi everybody, we're here at the Tsunami Faithful Podcast <laughs> uh, As we mentioned at the top of the podcast last week We've got some exciting New York Comic Con stuff heading your way soon uh, Possibly by the time this episode is out, we'll see Maybe something will be up by then But I gotta say, it is pretty exciting what we got for you guys So look forward to it Holy yes. fucking shit, we got hentai <laughs> no, Terrell. That's not special. Dang. Anybody can get that at any convention. And you know what? I'm kind of surprised about that because I could see Chris doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you mean he went to New York Comic Con and didn't get hentai? He did something else, but oh. we'll talk about that on Two Strangers, One Podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I see. Uh, sadly, nobody has sent us any questions for stumping the samurai yet. It ain't like y'all can stump me any fucking way. Mm. It will. No, they, just don't, they just don't want to get cut down by the samurai. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna use his Gensuka Tensho on you. Gensuka. Whatever. <laughs> See, this is you know the reason why he said it That's that way. That's why it's, it's fucking... not people asking me questions because. I'm not the bleach guy. Nope. No. You're the one piece guy. This is correct. You and that fucking Steve Yurko, I tell you, man. Oh, let's not start that, please. We'll <laughs> I miss Steve Yurko. I miss Zach. I tried to get them on recently. Well, at least I messaged Zach. Hey, these guys are busy. I miss Chad. I also miss Chad. Chad! Come back. We love you. Let's make Speak that. for yourself. <laughs> Shut up, don't be jealous, Daryl. Now that we're done talking about all the people we miss having on the podcast, <laughs> let's actually get into the show. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Time for that Attack on Titan recap. Woohoo! 
Attack on Titan, Episode 22, The Defeated, 57th Expedition Beyond the Walls, Part 6. Congratulations, people. We made it to Episode 22. Ah, shut up, Paul. Yeah, in this episode, Levi orders Mikasa to distract the female Titan because Mikasa decided to go ape shit trying to um, recover Eren. And basically, she does reprimand Levi, saying that he need to get on his job because he fucked up. I did enjoy that a whole lot. And basically, Levi goes into some type of Sonic the Hedgehog type move, just cutting her up. Like, <laughs> damn, I'm dead fucking serious. He's like Sonic awesome. the Hedgehog with Blaze, man, the buzz off. It was, it was, it was just a shit though. Wait, 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 stop right there. Did anybody else notice that the female Titan looked like she was in shock after that? <laughs> Yeah. Dude, he cut freaking vital points, man. Yeah. He literally cut vital points. I mean, he looked like Sonic the Hedgehog just buzzsawing she all around. No idea what was coming. I'm talking about, <laughs> dude, seriously, man. Liposuction has no shit on that, man. <laughs> I mean, he had, he had better knife skills than a chef at Benihana with this. <laughs> he carved her up real good. Yeah, he did. But basically, Mikasa leaves herself vulnerable. She tries to finish the female Titan off. But luckily, Captain Levi comes to save her ass. And, you know, he gets his leg injured in the process. Of course, he does tell her, like, we know that you love Eren. And to Mikasa's shock, you know, she has this little stupid look on her face. (laughs) And basically, you see a lot of friggin' people from the Scout Corps just fucked up. Literally. You know, hanging from trees, everything. And on their retreat, their Titans are just coming after them. You should probably mention uh, that they rescue Aaron. No. Aaron got left (laughs) in the woods. Levi cut her freaking jaw off. (laughs) Yeah. And pulled a slimy Aaron out of her mouth. (laughs) Yes, to which he said was disgusting. Yeah, I know. He's alive. Disgusting. Yeah, she took. Yeah, she took. Well, I guess you could say she did take a he did take a dick out of her mouth. Oh, <laughs> Aaron's a dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Why y'all do this to me? Oh, continue to Why do you yourself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was all going so well, and then he had to use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look here, you know I'm drinking. Anything Anybody else notice that she looked like she was crying after that? The female dude, Titan she, looked like she was bawling. Like, I dude, failed. This is terrible. Dude, <laughs> she got a jaw cut off. She got vital organs cut up, basically her nervous system, by Sonic the Hit, Levi the Sonic Hedgehog. And she got Aaron taken out of mouth. So, yeah, mission fail. And basically, you know, now that Aaron's recovered, they're making their hasty retreat. You got a couple of, um, Soldiers complain about leaving the dead behind, and it just gets into a world of fucking feels. And the fact that they were moving slow, Captain Levi and Erin get an order to dump the bodies. And Levi said this was the last thing that they could do for humanity. Notice hey. the irony of this. They go yeah. back to save one guy's body, and because they did that, not only do they have to give up that body, but they have to give up even more bodies. Do what your officer tells you. Yes, they let the bodies hit the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of hoping one of the bodies would at least trip the Titan, but nope. 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 Yeah. You know what? 
I was kind of surprised that they didn't try to pick up one of the dead bodies and eat them because, well, it's you know. no fun if they're um dead, man. It's true. Yeah, they're, but yeah, they're but not still. scavengers. They're not they're actually not. eating people for nutrients. Well, no, it seemed like the Titans, though, were looking... I didn't think, like, maybe they would distinguish, because it didn't look like a lot of them had intelligence, to be honest with you. Mm. Besides, well, They're smarter than you might think. Are they smarter than the average bear? Hey! <laughs> hey, boo-boo! God damn it, quit interrupting me! <laughs> God damn it! Let's go get a picnic basket! Follow <laughs> Scouts. Ranger Smith. Ranger Smith died in episode one. He died in Shingunshina. He sure did. <laughs> Trying to Let's... stop Yogi from eating a picnic basket. Let's let Darrell finish the whatever. <laughs> Whatever's yeah. going on. Here. Anyway, after dumping the um, bodies, you know, they did pick up speed and managed to get away from the Titans. But there was a brief moment in the anime, if you was paying attention that when Levi gave that order, there was a momentary lapse of sadness that he revealed as he kept going. You have to pay attention to these small details, people. Only military people pick up on these things, but basically we go back to Aaron um, being this little boy who is in all of the military, the scouts corps, you know, and they all make it back, but the townspeople start talking mad shit about them, saying they just left this morning. They're already back. That's that, that's kind of like real shitty because it's like we just left a few hours ago, and the Titans handed our ass to us, so now we're coming back. And not the worst part about it is Petra father comes talking to Captain Levi. Oh, oh yeah. That right there, man. That that's some hard shit. To, that's some hard shit to deal with. Right? Mm, I think the worst part about that whole thing is Aaron's back in the custody of the what military is, police. The military yep. police. So now, pretty much. Well, he's gonna they, die if he doesn't leave. Yeah, exactly. So they're gonna carve him up. Gonna carve him up like a Christmas turkey. Yeah. But basically. That was pretty much it, the sum of what happened this time on Attack on Titan. But on top of that, you know, you look at the reality of this, this is exactly what happens in a war. And sometimes, you know, you literally have to leave your dead and wounded on the field just so that the rest of the unit can survive. It hurts like hell, though, because the burning command is hard. And until you've been put in that position, you will never know how heavy that how heavy the head is that wears the crown because you have to make those decisions of who lives and who dies. Right. Um, any thoughts, gentlemen? Well, first of all, I want to note that this is, we are three episodes away from, is it three? Wait a minute. Three. It's three. It's three. Three episodes away from Attack on Titan ending on Tsunami. For now. It'll get obviously. rerun. Yes, it will be rerun and obviously... <clears throat> They, they are making more Attack on Titan episodes over in Japan at some point, so obviously this is not going away anytime soon. So, um, <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Yes, Sketch? I'm just thinking. Remember how long Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood's been playing? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Like the never, it's it the never-ending. Attack on Titan. <laughs> it's the never-ending story. 
I wonder how long they had the rights to Attack on Titan, actually. That's a good question. That is a good question. Could be a year, could be two years, could be more. Could be less. Eh, I think it's at least a year if they're planning on playing it. Yeah, first. probably. And Funimation's usually flexible, so if they, you know, if they do a whole full run of Part 1 and Part 2 of Season 1, I think they're going to be okay if the, the, the rights run out, if they, like, play the last two episodes, you know what I mean? They won't be like some other companies that make us play them all in a marathon the last minute. Fuck Cartoon Network. Um. Sketch, <laughs> yeah. please remove that. <laughs> wow, I can't Actually, believe I just said something like that. Uh, well, it's nothing compared to <laughs> previous things said. Sketch, I love how you keep things in. But anyways, let's get back to the Attack on Titan recap. Um. No, nah, well, we're done with the, me explaining everything. I just want to know yeah. what your guys' thoughts right. are. Yeah, it was it was a powerful episode. That part when he showed him the the uh, emblem ripped off of his cloak. He says, "Hey, yeah. this was Ivan's. They don't always come back, but they're with us in our memories." Right. It, it's it's always nice to see a different side of him because. He always looks like he's serious or he doesn't have any feeling. But then he comes around and he does something like that and, you know, you kind of see that side of him and you're like, okay, this is why he's one of the head commanders, you know? So. No. He's, he's basically he's not cool. Aaron in the future. <laughs> he's Aaron in the future. Probably. I don't know. Yeah, trust me, he is, dude. Or, or according to Jarrell Maddox, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> He's the human Sonic the Hedgehog, dude. Yeah. Jim, you're very quiet. You guys can't let me get a word in edgewise. <laughs> um, That's because you're so short. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes! One-liner, Jim! Well, uh, long and short of it is that, uh, yeah, this episode actually kind of hurt, uh, especially at the end when... Uh, you know, uh, you hear more, uh, you know, doubting of the uh, of the Survey Corps and also the Scout Corps, rather. And um, also you hear a lot, you know, the scene with uh, Petra. That's ridiculous. That is, oh. that hurts. That physically hurt. It's like she's thinking of marriage. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you can only imagine how Levi felt at that point. <laughs> yeah. Most likely, he feels like he failed them all entirely. Right. Well, they tried to trap that Titan, and they couldn't. They couldn't mm -hmm. obviously keep her trapped because if they would have brought her back, that would have been a victory. Even if they lost everybody, you know, that would have still mm -hmm. been a victory. But to not even come back with anything and to sustain the losses that they did. Yeah, it's it's a it's a huge blow. Exactly, but uh, you know the thing is, there's a lot of. I mean, it's a not only is it a huge blow, but there's also even though there's stuff that doesn't show up, shall we say, on the stat sheet. Um, you know the fact that they learned, you know, a lot about, you know, the female Titan and stuff like that. The problem is they don't really have anything to show for it. Basically, what people mm -hmm. want is they want to see people, they want to see the. Um, uh, serve the Scout Corps securing territory, and that's just not happening. No, well, they don't I, I, see I, the value of the information. Right. I mean, I, I think what we're starting to see is the reason why that the Scout Corps is not is having trouble 
is because you have these assumed uh, man-controlled titans, so to speak, that are kind of, I, I guess... I guess we can go as far as commanding an army of titans, so to speak, and just wiping them out before they can even do anything, you know? Because it, it doesn't seem like, like I was saying, it doesn't seem like these these titans, besides obviously the special ones, that, you know, the colossal, the female titan, I could go on the armored titan, whatever. It just seems like they don't have that much intelligence to be like, oh, okay, well, we're all going to come together and just kill a bunch of humans that are out in the fields. No, they're, they don't seem that intelligent to do that. So, you know, it, it, we seem to be seeing a bigger picture of why they haven't been able to explore the territory, you know, not just explore the territory, but expand the territory. And, you know, I guess this is a good point to uh, mention, they still haven't gone in the basement. <laughs> well, yeah, the goal was to get to the basement. <laughs> and they uh, actually... No, that was the goal that they said that they were going for. And in actuality, their goal was to capture the female Titan or right. whatever would come after Aaron. Because they didn't know what would come after Aaron. They just expected something to. Right. And it's. I also find it interesting that um, it seems, speaking of the Titans coming after Aaron, like, what is the purpose of, you know, her trying to capture Aaron. Is you there. know, I thought about something. Maybe they don't necessarily want Aaron. Maybe they just want the key he has. Yeah, but if you think about it, you capture Aaron, you, you come out of Titan form, take his key, and then just kill him. That's, that, that's pretty much all you got to do, really. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like... I think what's going to happen... Right. There's obviously some reason they're keeping him alive. Right, and, and I, I kind of think that, and I don't know if this even happens because I didn't see the subversion, but, um, you know, I seem to think that there's going to be some kind of, like, human faction of people that can transform into titans that, you know, when they find out that somebody can transform into a titan, they want them as part of their group instead of just, you know, being involved with, you know, the capital and everything like that, because, you know, there's some... There might be something to that theory. Hmm. Are you trying to indicate something? No. (laughs) (laughs) Because nothing along those lines has really happened. True. So, I don't know. I'm just... It's just going to be interesting to see how this... how the next three episodes are. And not just that, but when they do do new episodes, like, what is it, how is that, what is that going to be like? You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of exciting to see where this series is going. Up your ass. There's definitely some interesting things that happen post (laughs) where the series leaves off. But prompt to Toonami in their latest episode promo that they didn't spoil anything. No. Good job. Though I do suspect that one girl is, well, the female Titan, so. <laughs> That's who I've suspected it is all along, but there again, I don't know because I haven't seen the sub. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got some talkbacks. Let's go ahead and read them. Yay. Woo-hoo! 
Shut up, Darrell. Phantom Star writes in, Man, Mikasa and Levi are badasses to gang up on the female Titan like that. I still want to get the DVDs. Well, then go get, get them. job. They're out there. Yes, they are. Andy Salcedo says, Here's my comments. And I realize this is difficult to mm, visualize. Verbalize. Because it was a picture. So the picture is a very traumatized-looking dinosaur with a word bubble saying, all my friends are dead. <laughs> Don't worry, I get that same look when I run out of booze. Okay. <laughs> all my friends are dead. All my booze is gone! <laughs> oh my God. The booze is his friend. <laughs> I think you broke Jim. <laughs> is the Jim fixed yet? <laughs> Still a couple of cracks. That's what she said. <laughs> oh my God. You just had to say it the right thing. MAK2 Hybrid Media says, Well, things got fucked up, but then again, that would be redundant to say at this point. Oh, but Caboose Jr. responds, They got fucked. <laughs> they got fucked. <laughs> and no Vaseline was used. Oh, Ooh. God, so... <laughs> Dry, dry, dry experience. <laughs> nothing to nothing to loosen it up or anything. <laughs> nope. Allison T writes in, more death, please. I like seeing unhappy grim tones. Oh, God. Why did I imagine that being said in such a chipper way? Yeah. More death, please! <laughs> Yay, death! And there was yeah. much rejoicing. Yay. Starstorm writes in, This episode was pretty good. Even in death, the scouts have a use. More use than the frickin' MPs. <laughs> MPs ain't shit. Yep. They only harass Ooh, you. kidding. Or try to execute you. Inuyasha-san87 says, Levi was a beast. He should have finished off the female titan. The bodies <laughs> they rolled... The bot. What? The bodies, the bodies, the bodies they, rolled. they rolled. The uh, okay, the oh, that's how that would be pronounced. Yeah, okay. The bodies they rolled. Oh, sorry, was that too soon? <laughs> mm, I don't know what to say for this guy sometimes. <laughs> Punctuation, man. Make it not <laughs> easier to read your stuff. Well, Levi Levi was smart enough to realize that this Titan is very advanced. Yeah. Mikasa just jumped to the conclusion, oh, the next wide open, I can get it. Nope. <laughs> There's a reason why Levi didn't attack that. Exactly. And Potato Girl had already told her. Potato Girl already told her. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Levi wasn't even trying to kill her. He just wanted to get Aaron back. Exactly. Oh, by the way, <laughs> Levi's like, he's dead, you know. He's dead. Yeah, I know. He's definitely <laughs> dead. <laughs> she's like, he's not dead! He's probably dead. <laughs> See, he's like not that, dead! Oh, you win this round. It's like it's like this one, that one thing in uh, Lord of the Rings. He's not dead! He's not dead! <laughs> What we gonna do, Mr. Frodo? Exactly. <laughs> Is that the black version of Lord of the Rings? K. 
kiss my black ass. <laughs> Frank Palmetto writes in, The kid admiring the scouts when they return is really heartfelt. The situation hasn't changed from when Aaron was a kid. Yeah, that was an interesting tidbit that they threw in there. Yes, I, I thought that was good. The kid going, yeah, the scouts are the best. It's like, oh, they kid. Get, they get the I shit hope you kicked turn out of them, they're still the best. Yeah. <laughs> they get the shit kicked out of them, but they're still the best. <laughs> oh, boy. We got our ass kicked. <laughs> but we're victorious because we are the scouts. Right. <laughs> DBZ We09 writes in, all hell broke loose, but the price was a hell of a lot of fatalities. Life sucks, man. Yes, it does. The Samurai Gamer writes in, That was a hell of a Titan episode. I hope the fans are ready for the next three. Oh, yeah. You betcha! Mm-hmm. And our pal Blue Alexander 93 writes in, Time for a body count. Dead, 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 and dead. Fun times! There is no hyperbole in this. Next week, shit gets even realer. Ah, that would be even more real. Use better grammar, damn it! Oh, that's it for the Attack on Titan recap. Yep. Kind of the calm before the storm, to be honest. But yeah, I know. There is a little bit of uh, there is a little bit of calm before the storm in the next episode too, and then things really ramp up in the second half. And the last two episodes, oh, so good. Oh yeah, I remember Jim tweeting about this before it got dubbed. That will be fun to live tweet. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a fun night of live tweeting, to be honest with you. Because hopefully we can get everybody from Attack on Titan to live tweet and. Mm-hmm. Yep. That would be awesome. Well, speaking of speaking of bleach, should we talk about bleach briefly? No. Oh, later. Why do we need to recap that episode of bleach? Because no, stuff happened. Right. There you go. So I'm gonna miss bleach when it goes. They had swords. <laughs> Somebody got really fucked up too. Bleach ripped off the game master thing from Yu Yu Hakusho and didn't do it as well. I like how he's telling his sad story. It's not really that sad because he was a jerk. <laughs> but the kid's telling his story about how he hated his parents and they never understood him and all that. And Toshiro's all like, I don't want to hear this. He's like, oh, here's all your monsters that you sent after me. <laughs> There's your bleach recap. <laughs> Renji did something pretty cool at once. But, well... Lucky for him, she decided to sacrifice herself. (laughs) Also, luck versus lucky dance. You should be watching Bleach. Yes, you should be. On to the news! (laughs) News! News! From Facebook... Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr. This is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. Saturday night's Toonami block featured Attack on Titan at 11.30, Bleach at 12 a.m., Naruto Shippuden at 1 a.m., One Piece at 1.30 a.m., and Helsing Ultimate at 3 a.m. Somebody didn't get the memo. 
Mm -hmm. Also still calling it Attack on Titans. OPR people. (laughs) Each ranked number one in their respective time periods, and let's just figure that they were the actual time periods. (laughs) Number one in their time periods among adults and men 18 to 24. Versus the same time period last year. Attack on Titan grew delivery of men 18 to 24 and 18 to 49. Bleach grew delivery of men 18 to 24. And Naruto grew delivery of 18 to 24 adults over last year. Games. Yay. Yay. Sketch say periods. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to read these. <laughs> yeah, they're not as pretty as the last two weeks. <laughs> I mean, they level out okay, but they do not start well. No, they don't. Well, the adult ones, at least. <sighs> the total viewers are even more depressing. <laughs> Shit. 18 to 49 ratings for October 4th, 2014. Attack on Titan, 649,000. Bleach, 563,000. Naruto Shippuden, 466,000. One Piece, 377,000. Gurren Lagann, 365,000. Helsing Ultimate, 273,000. Shame on all of you. Uh, Surprisingly, Space Dandy holds it pretty well with 265,000. Cowboy Bebop, 236,000. Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, back to 265,000. Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, second gig, 245,000. The Big O, 247,000. Slight uptick. And Samurai Jack ends the night with 234,000. Well, I gotta say, Ghost in the Shell and Big O held viewers better than I thought they would. Yes. Press the panic button. Tsunami's over, people. Oh, I know. It's all your fault. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Yep. They're not good, that's for sure. But <laughs> it's just one bad week. Yeah. Exactly. And they really, even... they, they actually, uh, they kind of judge their ratings on months at a time quarters probably but also stretches of weeks so one bad week not a big deal nah, but just to be honest man we were still kind of dealing with college football too man and some other things yeah there was college also football, playoff, some, baseball yeah some yeah. Uh, baseball games that went really late so, so yeah hopefully they rebounded nicely this week uh also Kind of would have helped if they had actually advertised on air the schedule changes before that night. Just mm-hmm. saying. Probably wouldn't have helped a whole lot, but maybe a little. I agree. Total viewer ratings for October 4th, 2014. Attack on Titan, 1,199,000. Not so bad. Bleach, 954,000. Still not so bad. Naruto Shippuden, 798,000. One Piece, 621,000. Gurren Lagann, 623,000. Helsing Ultimate, 483,000. Dude, that just hurts. I, how do you go from 800 down to less than 500? I don't know, man. 
that's like getting a kick in the balls, man, for no reason. Then getting punched in the balls right afterwards. Just yeah, like insult to injury. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just like Paul's face. Space Rundy, 463,000. Cowboy Bebop, 407,000. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, up to 465,000. Ghost in the Shell, 421,000. Big O, up 437,000. And Samurai Jack, up, finishing off the night, 447,000. You know, I'm looking at the uh, HH. I forgot to read those, by the way. Uh, the eight, the household ratings points are actually pretty close to usual. So it was kind of a down night for TV in general, I guess. So take solace in that. But regardless, don't worry. Things are fine. They'll Just change things if they're concerned. Just watch and enjoy... And don't freak out about every little thing. Start freaking out. I'm totally going to stop reading ratings on this podcast. I swear. (laughs) And you you wonder why we don't have Saturday morning cartoons anymore. Uh, Yep, those ended. Well, we still have Saturday morning cartoons, just not on network television. Yeah, I know, man. I'm just fucking with everybody today. <laughs> Motherfuckers, get cable. Direct TV, I don't give up. So it was a heavy character trending night. Yes, it was. Yep. Can't seem to get the show names to trend for some reason. <laughs> but let's get into it. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, October 11th and 12th, U.S. Trends, Renji from Bleach, Frankie from One Piece, Sniper King from One Piece, Kamina from Gurren Lagann, Yoko from Gurren Lagann, Rip Van Winkle from Helsing Ultimate, Alucard from Helsing Ultimate, and Hashtag Samurai Jack. Uh, wait a minute, we got one more. Um, are you sure that for... was U.S. Trends, or it might have been worldwide? or eh, What's it even matter? Pray for Kamina, Trend. Uh, trend it. <laughs> Seriously, what the fuck wrong with y'all, man? That's, <laughs> Apparently, you can get that to trend, but you can't trend Gurren Lagan. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like to think I'm more devout followers, but that would. <laughs> that is an interesting show. Trending matters, folks. Have you I forgotten? I gotta say, every time I watch episode eight of Gurren Lagan, my heart breaks. Yes. Oh, it's so. Oh, manly tears. Yes. Manly tears, dude. I was like I said, do not cry. He died as a sword, damn it. He died a warrior's death, man. That, that it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, it's just oh, such a cheap shot. I know the feels, man. He would have he would have been fine if not for that cheap shot that oh, stab yeah, him right real- through the bottom of the mech. Ah. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, Viral came up and did some dirty, man. I thought that was T-Molf. Uh, shit, I thought it was Viral. Uh, hell, oh, man, if it was Viral, I can't believe that... Well, that's a spoiler, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoiler, motherfuckers. Mm, for, <laughs> forgive and forget, I guess, but... Oh, man. <laughs> no, nah, I'm pretty sure it was T-Molf. I'm sure someone will correct us. Yeah, they love correcting us for some reason. Well, that's you don't because, know that's because people on the internet love to correct people. That is that is their sole purpose for being on the internet. Don't you know that? 
I thought it was just a watch. I thought it was just a watch porn. But, you know, I could mm-hmm. be always mistaken anyway. No, that's just you, Jarrell. Fuck it's you, Paul. No one cares. Me, so. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. Worldwide Trends. Renji from Bleach. Sniper King from One Piece. Kamina from Gurren Lagan. Rip Kamina. R.I.P. Kamina. Rest in peace. Yoko from Gurren Lagan. And Rip Van Winkle from Helsing Ultimate. Yes, yeah, somebody right did make the joke. Yeah, R.I.P. Right, Rip, Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it, man. You know I go. You know I go blue with this, man. Mm-hmm. Just like your balls. Yeah. Mobile <laughs> app tweets. Yoko from Gurren Lagan. Yoko, the bringer of the kiss of death. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> and you see why Kamina said no pit chicks. <laughs> You shouldn't have changed your mind, Kamina. You might have lived, man. And apparently on Tumblr, hashtag Attack on Titan trended. That's nice. Good stuff. I hear that when episode 8 of Gurren Lagann played, Tumblr kind of blew up with Gurren Lagann stuff, too. But... I guess you, not you know, the trend. You know that's the death march, man. As soon as you go before you go into a battle, if you admit your feelings to a chick, you are dead. <laughs> don't don't ever by the way, that's such a I love you, I know moment. <laughs> I just wanted to go back. I was like, come in and no, don't say it, dude. Just like look look here. I don't like you, pit don't chick. No promises. Screw that. Don't make no promises, Kamina. <laughs> promises will get you killed. Killed. Exactly. You made a promise you couldn't keep. You don't watch enough horror movies, Kami, now. No. Yeah. Now you have all the time in the world in heaven. Yes. Hell, Hell. wherever you might be. <laughs> <laughs> well, he won't be piercing Yoko. <laughs> all right, moving on to the next news. And <laughs> that's for all the trending. So last night on Toonami, we had three music videos that played during Helsing Ultimate. They were neat. I don't they think they're good. on the Tumblr yet, but they might. No, I didn't some see them. Yeah. I don't think so, but um, I will say that um, while they were good, they didn't resonate with me like in the same way that um, the two we had for uh, Akira did last year. Hmm. I kind of like the first one the most out of all of them. Yeah, that was the one I liked the most. Yeah, that one looked kind of like Tron. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> I think it was Colt. I said during the... I think it was the second one that had mm-hmm. kind of a real-world setting, but there was animated fire everywhere. It's like, yeah. football's neighborhood is burning down! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And all in my head, I was just like, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Ah. Yeah. We don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. <laughs> and then sure I that, thought about it. Are you sure that wasn't the alcohol talking? No, the alcohol was not talking. It was sleep <laughs> at that moment. Unlike that goddamn... <laughs> no, wait. I ain't going to even say nothing about what you posted on me on Facebook today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to see what my Facebook looks like sometimes. <laughs> don't talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, going on, let's yeah. get it tomorrow. Sorry. 
We also got a slight modification to the previous lineup promo that made note that there was an extra long Helsing that night. Nice touch. By the way, the end of that promo was awesome. Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> when Alucard was basically talking to Sarah. Yeah. Would you like me to do all these things to them? I no, think I need, a, I need a cigarette after that. Yeah, that I don't even hilarious. smoke. That was great. That was probably one of the best lineup promos I've seen in a while. Like that was like that ending to it was was great. I I I, I have to play that a couple of times. Cause I'm just like that is awesome. I was quite amused. The biggest anime and tsunami related news to come out of New York Comic Con, as far as we know, is that Sunrise and Right Stuff have announced Gundam deals. Lots of them. The basically classic, everything. Yeah, but basically everything. The classic Gundam series will be re-released starting with Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, that kind of heavily implies they'll have the dubs, but yes. does not entirely confirm them. As we I think, those will be part and parcel. Right, as as we found out with uh, what's the name of the company that has Running Wires now? Disco Tech Media. Disco Tech. Um, <laughs> that may not necessarily happen, so we're gonna have to keep an eye on that. Well, the thing about it it's is that it's a little that, bit um, different in that case, I think. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of like a um, what is it? Vertical integration there. So I'd like to think that uh, Bondi has the dubs, um, along with everything else. So. Right, yeah, so it should be interesting to see. Yeah, usually the rights to dubs end up with the Japanese licensors at some point. Oh, like if the, show, if the show needs to be re-licensed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Don't the, worry, if, people. For some I'm, reason, yeah. I'm pretty confident that we're going to get the dub of Ronin Warriors, man. Yeah, I hope so, too. But that's neither here nor there. No, we are talking Gundam. about Gundam. So yes, you know, the you know, first that. releases will be Mobile Suit Gundam in... 2015 spring time somewhere in that window as well as the first north american release of turn a gundam which was promised before uh bondi shut down uh, a couple of years ago mm -hmm. those are the first two that they want to do turn a gundam was very very uh highly anticipated and well it didn't happen for whatever reason i have heard an interesting rumor that turn a may have received a dub at some point they were working on it, apparently, and uh, I don't know if it was fin ever finished or anything like that, although that would be a pretty good extra. Yeah, I'll say. Because when Take Bandai Visual was putting that out, or were planning on doing so, they kept on saying, no, we're not doing a dub, we're not doing a dub. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yep. If they were, but you know what really works is that, and I think you were going to get to this, but... Wait. The, um... Nope. Yes, I gotta mention gonna say, something else first. I was gonna say something about Gundam Wing, but we'll go ahead. Yeah. Oh, what were you gonna say about Gundam Wing? Fine, say whatever about Gundam Wing. Okay. This gives us a uh, that gives Toonami a licensor to work with with uh, Gundam Wing, because I um, then again, there's no guarantee that Right Stuff got the broadcast rights to Gundam Wing, when but we... if they did, then that gives uh, Toonami somebody to talk to. When we get to the end of this whole Gundam topic, so to speak, of the news, I, I have something interesting to talk about about that, but continue. Yeah, yep. I really wish you uh, guys would yes. stop interrupting me! <laughs> then say hey, your stuff you instead of taking these ten-second pauses. Ooh. Dinner, dinner, dinner! Right. 
So along with the first North American release of Turn A Gundam, they also plan on doing the first North American release of Double Zeta Gundam. And no date on that yet. They're just planning on it. So that pretty much heavily implies that they'll release Zeta and probably everything else in between. I heard that they also have the MSG Movies trilogy, but I can't fully confirm that. Now, on to newer Gundam-related news. Sunrise has announced that there will be an English dub for Gundam The Origin that will be done by NYAV Post, much like the uh, Gundam Unicorn OVAs were. That will probably be released by Right Stuff, similarly to how Gundam Unicorn was. What'd you say, Jim? I was going to say, Mike Center Nicholas uh, likely will be involved with that dub because he's out of New York now. Yeah, that's his studio. Mm-hmm. And the even better better thing that came out of that, too. The uh, probably most relevant to possibly being good news for Toonami is there are plans to release Rikungusa in G, the newest Gundam series by Tomino. And that plan has not been finalized yet for North America, but it should be at some point. So there is a plan. They just can't announce who has it and when it'll be available. Right. There's a to uh, further make this a little bit better. It, there's a distrib- They have a distributor, but they haven't finalized with that North American distributor. Right. Apparently, this is also Tomino's first Gundam that he's worked on in uh, 15 years. So there's a reason why there's hype for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's already airing no. in Japan. We don't have a simulcast, unfortunately, but it sounds like that could be coming pretty soon. Okay, and so we don't know exactly what this means as far as the television rights for the other series go. They may still be something that they have to talk directly to Sunrise about. Television rights aren't something that right stuff would go for. So it would not surprise me in the slightest if um, that was how it was going to if they don't have any. um, television rights or anything like that well, for anything that they, they got. They may not even have streaming rights. Very well, likely. Well, then again, um, they do stream some stuff on occasion, but not a heck of a lot. Well, I could yeah, see, it could go either way. I could see that right stuff would probably want to have as much Gundam on Toonami as they wanted, or any any of the, the networks that out there that run anime, because obviously it means more sales for them, so... Probably um, the best news for Toonami, actually, is that Sunrise is giving Gundam a push. Right. That's that exactly. means they want it to succeed again. So and a there, television a little, home would definitely help. There's another interesting little thing, tidbit, that, you know, it, it's probably nothing big, but I find it a little bit interesting that all of a sudden Jason ends up in New York City and did go to New York Comic Con. Uh, it looks like maybe Saturday, Sunday. So I'm not saying that he was there doing anything, nor do we have any information. So let me get that out of the way. But it, it just it, it felt a little interesting that all of a sudden he would show up in New York City, and this was announced because we all know that the guys at Tsunami are huge Gundam fans. So and they still have a pretty good revel. Uh relationship with the guys at Sunrise, if I'm not mistaken, so. And um, Bandai. I was and say, Bandai, yes. Isn't that Bandai, though? Bandai? Yep. 
I'm pretty sure it's more Bondi than Sunrise. Yeah, but yeah, sure. say, yeah. So maybe you know this could be this could be you know them reaching out. I'm not saying I, I'm just I'm guessing. You know, it's it's just you know when you when you go one plus one equals two, there's you know you kind of go okay, maybe there's something going on here. So. I think you're reading into it too much. I'm not reading into it too much because I don't I don't really think that. I mean, it makes sense to come. It makes sense to have this line of thinking, but at the same time, we've also got um, somebody. We've also got uh, you know the fact that uh, Adult Swim usually has a pretty good presence at all these comic cons at San Diego and at New York Comic Con. So right. um, you know, Jason was probably there very likely on general principle. Well, that too, but I, you know, again, and maybe to enjoy himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes. At some point, your ass want to get out of the south for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> That's true as well. I shouldn't laugh so hard at that. Doesn't doesn't Jason not like New York City? If I remember correctly, seeing on his Twitter. Oh, he was just talking about people that he found were annoying, but they were actually not from New York. Oh, <laughs> okay. This is why you need um, all the facts, Paul. Well, excuse me, Sketch. You're not excused. Uh, You're a reporter, okay. dang it. Oh, Go the facts. <laughs> oh, shut your mouth. Anyways, what's what's the – there was one other thing that we wanted to talk about. Uh, I believe Jim had that. Um, yes, uh, Funimation at their panel also – made announcements for um, dot .hack at long last. Quite frankly, um, I think this came a lot later than it should have. But, you know, it's, you know, um, I don't know how the process works, so who am I to say anything? Um, they had release dates for um, all of the dot .hack uh, things that they rescued. It was dot .hack uh, signed the TV series, uh, dot .hack quantum i think and then there was dot hack uh there was another dot hack that i cannot remember but um it wasn't legend of the twilight they have that one already um and then hmm? yeah it was legend of the twilight here let me oh, it was go down no, i thought the they had that here. i thought they had that already well they have all of these already they just don't have them released well i was gonna oh, say okay. sketch don't you have that list in front of you yes i do yeah i did i don't i'm trying to recall it from memory but uh <laughs> so that um, sign comes out february, february 24th 15th. oh i thought it was 15th okay maybe i read it wrong but uh it's regardless uh, 24th 2015 the one I'm, yeah the one i'm mostly numbers. focusing on yeah the one i'm mostly focusing on is sign because um because uh that one ran on adult swim and wrong uh, you know this ran on tsunami and Adult Swim. No, never. No, it ran on Adult Swim. Look it up. No, it did not. That is wrong. It ran, it ran at midnight up. on a Saturday, but it was not Adult Swim. Don't All right, how much do you want to bet? Things. How much do I want to bet? Yeah, how much do you want to bet? <laughs> Money is mm. online. <laughs> Terrell's like, I don't do this you? unless I'm completely sure of it. You really want to lose something? Oh God! I like. You want to bet five wait, bucks? Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Terrell. Here's some popcorn. Bet <laughs> <laughs> five bucks. That's reasonable. Exactly. Okay. Where are you getting this information? Because if it's Wikipedia, I'm getting this from. I'm getting this from memory mostly. Yeah, I remember, I, remember, I remember staying up, risking getting yelled at by my parents to watch uh, Dot Hack sign Yu uh, Yu Hakusho and Gundam 0083. Mostly Gundam 0083, though. Here's the thing, though. 
Do you remember what year that was? That was in the early 2000s. I want to say like 2003, I think. Yes, in 2003, Adult Swim Action was not on Saturdays. It was on weekends. I can't remember. I can't remember the year exactly. Oh, it was on weekdays. Yes, it was actually. Hang on a second. Okay. Uh oh. Oh, here we go. This yeah. is one of those things that people think like Raroni Kitchen aired on Adult Swim didn't. That I know didn't run on Adult Swim. Yet an Adult Swim bumper said it did. That's amusing to me. Keep going. <laughs> The broadcasting history of Dot Hack Sign is it was on Toonami at around 3.30 p.m. on Saturday afternoons when they had that, along with a lot of Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. They had it on Saturday. And then when they started the uh, Saturday video entertainment system, which ran from about 7 p.m. until 2 a.m., they moved Dot Hack Sign to midnight. Yu Yu Hakusho edited ran on that block as well i'm not finding anything but i know it was at all swim i am 100 percent sure you're all right we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna do this hold on hold on we're gonna do this tsunami talk back if you guys remember it being on adult swim please tweet us and let us know because we want to see if jim is right and jim if we get i am more right. than if we get more than five people that say that it was on adult swim he's doing the hot wing challenge let me I'll just say one thing. When Adult Swim had on demand early on and they had kind of random Bandai titles, they had Endless Waltz, they had Gundam F91, they had Scryde before it was uh, on the block, and they also had Dot Hack Sign on that, but it was never on air. I know I saw Dot Hack Sign. Maybe somebody might get railroad, who knows? Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Uh... <laughs> I can definitely show you a Toonami bumper for it. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, let's go. Right, let's, let's move let's on. Go. Let's move on. Move on. We'll let we'll see what the fans come up with. The fans, if there's more than five people that say that it's been on Adult Swim, and legitimately please say that it's been on Adult Swim. Don't yes, we need like everything. I yeah, don't be like. Uh, wait a minute. So. Yeah, don't be like, oh, oh, well, it's on Adult Swim, but because I love Jim, no, that doesn't work. I'm sorry. I don't think I'm gonna get enough people to say that, but it's okay. Oh, you have some fan people. I have some fans. <laughs> I yes, realize you'd be misleading because all the Dot Hack series aired at horrible times. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, uh, the only one. a.m. and then 5 a.m. There was a time yeah. when right, Legend of the Twilight there. bracelet was sharing a time slot with Gundam Seed. All right, we got to cut this off. The other week. We have a lot of stuff to get to here, so let's... I'm informing the masses of Earthless Tsunami trivia. <laughs> You've informed the masses a lot, all right? <laughs> We're going to be here all night if we inform the masses. Clearly okay? not enough if anybody says that it was on Adult Swim. Oh, my God. It was all on right. Adult Swim. Anyways, moving on. So that's Don't the news. It's time for the Helsing Recap. Helsing Ultimate, Episode 4, 
So we get a kind of a scattershot opening, but it's uh, full of backstory. It shows the Millennium Organization's plans to turn people into vampires to serve as soldiers in successive world wars because the major uh, in a previous episode, I believe it was episode two, was talking at the time about, you know, the world war and the next one on the next one. Stuff like that. Um, and so, so uh, we actually get a nice little uh, scene later of Paladin Anderson and Alucard having a good old-fashioned fisticuffs. But uh, actually, it just turns into a letter of transit for uh, Alucard to, uh, you know, go to where he needs to go. So um, Alucard meets Queen, meets Queen Elizabeth II uh, at a meeting of the Round Table, which includes Integra. Um Schrodinger's cat, apparently, literally, cat ears and all, uh, actually brings in a little TV that has Millennium declaring war on Helsing, uh, with the Major saying, our purpose is a total absence of purpose. So basically, the uh, I think it's safe to assume that the Millennium Organization wants to just create war and chaos because some men just want to watch the world burn or some shit like that. Um so, so uh, Alucard, I almost said Helsing, Alucard literally shoots the messenger, blows Schrodinger's brains right out, and uh, the queen quickly orders them to destroy Millennium. Uh, we see later that Schrodinger is alive, but uh, they're flying to the Isle of Wight, and we also get to meet Rip Van Winkle, who was played by Kari Walgren. So, if you guys didn't see that, yes, Kari Walgren was Rip Van Winkle. And may I say, Rip Van Winkle, total friggin' hottie. Yes, indeed, with the glasses nice. and all. Uh, so she has this awesome uh, musket that shoots, it may shoot uh, one thing, it may shoot one bullet, but she can zip it around and fr- just absolutely uh, mur- outright freaking murder anyone just with one shot because she can control it or go zigzag and then blows people's heads off. So she is just fucking merciless. She slaughters everyone on the ship and also wakes up everybody uh, who came with her as uh, I assume they were vampires and they end up hijacking the HMS Eagle with the exclamation point being uh, Rip Van Winkle using the soldier's blood to paint a swastika on it as to say, this is ours now. So uh, we cut to singing the black hunters. Uh, Yes, indeed. Um, so we get a little bit of uh, extra backstory on Alucard's motivations as to why he turned Ceres, because it, as Walter said, it seemed out of character for Alucard. So uh, Ceres was an orphan, and given what happened to her uh, during her life, uh, Alucard says she was as close to hell as any mortal could imagine. But she didn't give up. Those who refuse to give up are entitled their time to trample upon the weak. So mostly Alucard is waiting on Ceres to finally uh, buck up and drink blood. And actually, we get that in the very next scene, whereas um, Integra, in a bid to get Ceres to drink, uh, get, cuts herself. And Ceres finally does have a few drops, and uh, it was oddly sex- in an oddly sexual moment. Dude, that was like one of the hottest scenes ever. <laughs> I was like, oh, the things she could do with that tongue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, Ceres is a... Uh, the thing about Ceres is that um, she's in my top five of anime girls, but at the same time, um, 
this was, there's also kind of an undercurrent of sexual tension that you get between uh, Alucard and Integra. And by extension, you kind of see that with Ceres a little bit, too. So, um... Dumb is up. We, also, <laughs> <laughs> we do also see the Iscariot organization massing their forces. Uh, something uh, Paladin Anderson talks about Mars. I didn't quite catch it, but um, if somebody could fill me in on that, uh, that would be uh, wonderful. Mars is the Roman god of war, so basically... Right. Oh, so creating... Okay, so basically a uh, three-way war between Millennium... Uh, Helsing and Iscariot. Um, so the opera. So um, they have an operation to uh, get back the eagle to reclaim the HMS Eagle, mostly because uh, that ship is very important, given its given its um, uh, armament and also the uh, you know how close it is to England. However, uh, there's really no way to get on it because it has intense AA uh, missiles, and it also has uh, magic bullets and stuff. So, the way it works is um, uh, Alucard is, comes howling in on an SR-71. Uh, Rip Van Winkle, meanwhile, is singing and having a great old, grand old time, but then again, then she senses Alucard's presence and is deathly afraid of him. Like it is not even freaking close. She is, she's all happy and moving and uh, singing and prancing about and stuff like that. But then she gets a whiff of Alucard's presence. She says, "Oh shit, I gotta get out of here." So, um, you think this, so? Alucard comes uh, zooming in on his SR seventy one, but uh, it looks like he got shot down. Of course, he didn't get shot down. He's fucking Alucard. So, uh, he sets the whole ship aflame. And uh, the soldiers shoot at him, but of course, it's like the army trying to take down Godzilla. It does absolutely nothing. Having released his uh, control art restriction, uh, Alucard sprouts tons and tons of arms like the eldritch horror that he is, and he tears the soldiers asunder, although it seems Rip Van Winkle gets away. And then another badass line from uh, Alucard, Those who dare impersonate the dead are judged to join their ranks! That's so sexy. <laughs> so um winkle shoots her musket but the supposed killing blow is caught in alucard's teeth after she lands a couple of hits and of course he uh, <laughs> crushes it using said teeth because it's awesome because anything uh badass because alucard is you know badass personified um so he gets a simple punch to the face off and then um in a really sadistic moment from alucard he impales Winkle with her own super musket right through the heart. And Alucard really takes his time doing this and makes sure the Iscariot, the, uh, not the Iscariot, uh, the Millennium Organization sees it the whole way through. So he takes his time with her and then uh, bites her neck to finish her off. Uh, the Millennium members seem to have almost expected this as they give her a Sieg Heil as a final goodbye. Yeah, um, was, the Major was basically telling the story of the Black Hunter, man. Mm-hmm. You know, which is part of <laughs> rare sign of respect, though, from the major and from everybody in Millennium. Exactly. So, um, Alucard uh, starts laughing maniacally. Yeah, that's the most maniacal laugh I've ever seen out of Crispin Freeman. But um, he finishes off Rip, and then the major, of course, is not intimidated and reaffirms reaffirms his vow to destroy the British Empire. He says he loves war and goes on an entire soliloquy about it. I mean, this is freaking Hamlet shit right here. 
uh, every gory detail is covered by the major as to what he loves about war and why he wants to do it. He intends to he intends to start World War Three with a battalion of 1,000 vampires at his disposal. He says, soon Europe's charred remains will illuminate the night sky. <laughs> and as the dirigibles searingly arrive in England, he says, let's bring them hell. And that's how we close the episode. But, but we get a weird, for the credits, we get a strange, oddly animated propaganda-looking uh, thing with Schrodinger walking across the world to a uh to a uh not patriotic nazi song too and i'm like oh my god this is such a massive tonal shift uh it just reminds me of why my great-grandfather <laughs> followed him though <laughs> man I, the episode really made me mad to see those swastikas man mm-hmm. but i just thought about my great-grandfather did put a lot of nazis to death so yeah <laughs> i was only following all this <laughs> Tell it the great grandpa Sam. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. The Maddox family continues to do his job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, this was like a really good episode though. And Alucard was just so fucking sadistic though, man. <laughs> oh my god, it was so much fun seeing him uh you know just taking sadistic glee and doing just about anything and everything possible. Yeah, it was called um, the psychological term for what um, <laughs> Alucard was doing. It's called aeropontolomelia, which which basically means you either the person is like they get a sexual satisfaction from either killing someone or mm-hmm. dreaming about being killed. And then the thing is, it was like on the razor's edge because. Mm-hmm. Rip Van Winkle was actually she was actually getting off on this too because you yeah. know like in folklore yeah, with vampire legend is they was like once they get in, once you get bitten it's like the equivalent or better than having sex exactly. so basically she had an orgasm yes yeah. people it happened mm-hmm. so yeah, Rip yeah. Van Winkle got wet and stuff like that but you also <laughs> hear it here's the thing is you also you hear. hear it in um, Alucard's <laughs> voice in previous episodes too. Like when he uh, when he talks to uh, Integra about uh, what his course of action shall be, you can hear him, you know, just having a kind of just sounding just incredibly turned on by the prospect of being able to rip anyone and any everyone asunder. And all it takes is Sir Integra's command. Exactly. Jim, you just said that like so calmly when you said, oh, she got wet. <laughs> Unlike you, Paul, everybody doesn't get super excited over stuff. We've been there a couple of times. Yeah, she got wet. Oh my gosh, what she got wet. <laughs> yeah, the first and last time. <laughs> I I just love how he starts by punching her in the face. Just exactly. a simple punch to the face. That's like, all it takes. Nope. <laughs> you don't deserve something better. <laughs> exactly. You're not a worthy opponent. BDN SM at its best. Mm-hmm. Well, Fifty Shades of Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> the library to me is smiling right now. Oh god, that's gonna be a hashtag on Twitter now. Fifty Shades of War. I only, I gotta wonder how many takes it took to get that. Uh, that that was a was that was a long ass speech too. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish he broke out in song. 
for who yet what is it good for absolutely everything <laughs> okay should we talk about should we uh we got talkbacks yes talkbacks Alrighty, DBZ We O Nine says regarding Helsing, Rip Van Winkle's musical bits seem kind of creepy. Her voice unleashes demons, man. Yes. Oh, it was kind of adorable, actually. I liked it. <laughs> adorable. Yeah, it was. That Kari Walgren. Demons in my pants. Yes. Kari Walgren really appreciated all the tweets she got about <laughs> uh, about Helsing. It's Kari, like Ferrari. <laughs> Or Karari. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what Karari is, Paul, look it up. Shh, Lou Alexander ninety eight writes in, "Eat your of terraformers. There ain't no censored violence here." Hell yeah! Thank you, Anime Savior, for saying that. That's not We're Anime not Savior, dude. It's Alex. You keep Alex. mixing those two up. Drell, hey, look here. Drell, put the alcohol down. I don't wanna. <laughs> Matter of fact, I need a refill. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, well, on that note, uh, apparently Crunchyroll has announced that they will be streaming Terraformers without the censorship at some point. I think we could all kind of figure that was going to be the case because, man, I enjoy Terraformers, but that censorship is ridiculous. Way too ridiculous. Okay, moving right along to back to Helsing. Sketch. Mm-hmm. Where there is no censorship, except for afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Starstorm writes in: Helsing Ultimate was awesome tonight. Even if it was 90 minutes, it was still better paced than Shippuden. Go <laughs> to the fucking corner right now. <laughs> that was a really build-up-y episode of Naruto Shippuden, but at the end there was like, do something. <laughs> he did do something. He walked towards him real slow. <laughs> I know a good fight's coming, but man, did they really have to spend a whole episode on that? Yes. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah. But even though that was a uh, 57-minute what-have-you, uh, that Helsing, it seemed to go pretty fast. It really did. It was like it ended too soon for me, man. No, I think it was just the right length, but... It is kind of weird how they ended it, though. <laughs> Ending with a... Well, I guess it makes sense to end with a speech before something... Episode 5, man. <laughs> that's that's going to be a thing. Moving on. Demigod1 says, That's a new way to use a gun. For those who thought SAO was rapey, R.I.P. Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> Nazis being set on fire and torn to ribbons? I'm okay with this. <laughs> I am too. Inuyasha-san87 writes in, Longer Helsing episodes, satisfying as ever. Saris licking blood off of Integra's finger. Gross. So much blood. So much blood. Blasphemy. Mm. Don't worry about it. He'll be okay. He's he probably get... Yeah, he's young. He probably gets scared at the sight of a paper cut. Blood Lad totally ripped that off, by the way. They <laughs> did. <laughs> so I was like, I this reminds me of Blood Lad. You take that back. <laughs> Blood Rad reminds you of Helsing. Blood Rad? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Thank you, Scooby Doo. Roo, hey, Rudy. Moving on. Tarzana writes in Did anyone else think that it was hot when Saris was licking the blood off of Sir Integra's finger? You would be I, correct. I certainly did not. I thought it was one of the hottest damn things I ever seen in a long time. I was like, whoa, Yuri moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, she got what she needed. Oh, Saris, you are in an endless supply of humor and sexual attention. <laughs> and big jubblies. Boing. Dude, and lastly, Allison T. writes in, I like how Alucard plays with his food before eating. It's a charming quality. It is a charming quality. <laughs> I'm about Allison. Yeah, I know. She's very sadistic. Jesus Christ. That's the reason why I like Allison so much. She's kind of scary. <laughs> No, she's okay. Just a bit. Yeah, she, she has a yandere type quality, but... <laughs> I, I think Corel has been corrupting her. Now I'm imagining... <laughs> Gosh, now I'm imagining that one girl from from Future Diary. <laughs> you know. Oh, dear. Yeah, you know. That's who it is, you know. Oh, God. Hold on, wait a minute. Just go back. Wait a minute. Why it's always got to be me corrupting people, man? Because you're always <laughs> talking to her, and I see how sadistic you are. So, it's <laughs> or true. do I need to, or do I need to reference Twitter? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Case closed. Ooh, come is a virus. Welcome back to the podcast. I have with me our man on the streets, Matt. Hello. Matt just got back from New York Comic Con. Yes, I did. So, tell us about your experience. Well, I was there for all four days. Uh, The first day, I pretty much... um, Went to a few panels. I went to the uh, Disney panel for their new movie, uh, Big Hero 6 and Tomorrowland. Cool. And uh, of all people who showed up for that panel, we got fucking George Clooney. Yeah, I heard that he showed up for that. That's pretty cool. And he apologized for Batman and Robin. Yeah, he apologized for that. And he said he talked to uh, Adam West backstage. He was like... Oh, can you just punch me? <laughs> I hope somebody was yeah. there to make a pow noise. Yeah. Anyway, uh, then I went to the uh, Viz Media panel the same day, and uh, they announced a few stuff, mainly uh, that they were they were releasing the Tokyo Ghoul manga, and uh, they announced the details about Sailor Moon Season 1 Part 2. That comes out in February. He's rolling along with those. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then I uh, went to my uh, interview with uh, the Ultimate Horror Cast. I interviewed uh, Janet Barney and uh, David Faustino. That went, along, that went pretty well. And uh, 
Nick was uh, generous enough to uh, give me uh, a pass to the panel, so I had to wait in line to get in. Nice. And if they hadn't done that, there was no way I was going to even get in. Right. And, uh, yeah, the lines are pretty crazy at the New York Comic Con, aren't they? Oh, yeah. They have uh, – usually when you get in as a regular attendee, they make you uh, line up in the queue hall just to get into the show floor. Yeah. And uh, what, what they did this year is for main events, uh, they're clearing the rooms every panel. So Oh, wow. They have a system where you get a wristband for each panel early in the morning. <laughs> huh, sounds a little complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Although the other panels, they don't clear those rooms out. So you can go into one panel room and just stick around for a bunch of panels. I did that on uh, Friday for, like, Ninja Turtles. But anyway, uh, back to Tsunami-related news. Uh, on Saturday, I got to interview Sean Schemmel and Chris Sabat, so expect that interview to come out. It might even come out before this podcast is even out. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a nice surprise? <laughs> oh, yeah, and... That interview, we literally got confirmation the day before I did it. So, I tell you, New York Comic Con is kind of chaotic when it comes to uh, press when you're trying to schedule interviews. Yeah, and you did quite a lot of uh, footwork, considering it was just you <clears throat> and Chris from Two Strangers, One Pretty Podcast, much. who was not even there the whole time. No. And the Jazz Center is pretty huge. I imagine that was a daunting <clears throat> process. <laughs> they have the basement, which is where all the panels are and where the autographing hall is. Then you have your second floor, which is mostly uh, kind of the middle floor. And, like, if you walk all the way down, the Arch Alley is there. But then you go upstairs, there's the whole big show floor, which is huge. And uh, on the fourth floor, the press area. Right. And... Uh, Let's see. Uh, oh, I didn't get to attend this panel, but at the Sunrise panel, they announced that Right Stuff got more rights to Gundam. Oh, you didn't get to attend that panel? Uh, no, because my uh, DVD interview was around the same time. Oh, okay. Hmm. So I missed out on that one, which is kind of disappointing because I did attend the Funimation panel, but they really didn't announce much. They really just announced the uh, home video release dates for uh, the Doc Hat series. All of these things covered in the podcast, of course. Yeah, and then uh, on Saturday uh, evening, I went to the Sailor Moon panel, which is pretty good. It was a lot of recapping, but we did get to watch some new clips from the dub that haven't been released yet. We got to hear uh, Jupiter for the first time. Oh, yeah? How does Jupiter sound? Uh, pretty good. She sounds... Uh, she doesn't sound that different from the deep dub, but hmm. not that that's a bad thing. She sounds tomboyish enough. That's good. Yeah, I've watched more of that dub recently because they, <laughs> they just pulled off those 23 episodes. I was like, oh, man, I better watch more before they're gone. And <laughs> Oh, so yeah, far. I think they were pulled four days ago. Yeah, they were pulled uh, on Friday late night. Yeah. Anyway, uh... And then Saturday, I finally met up with John, with uh, Chris. We uh, got to hang out a little bit, and uh, both of us got to do something kind of cool that I can't really I can't really talk about, but hopefully you'll find out soon. 
Oh, I look forward to seeing what comes of that. You have piqued my curiosity, sir. Did you meet any other cool people? Oh, actually, I met Tom Kenny. Really? Yeah, and for you guys who don't know, he's the voice of SpongeBob and a bunch of other cartoon characters you would know of, like the mayor of Townsville. And for you Tsunami viewers, uh, he voiced the announcer for uh, IGPX, and the uh, he voiced uh, one of the robots during the Tom Four era. He voiced uh, D, I think his name. Yeah, was. it was D. He's the the big green robot. Duck yeah, like this. He's also been on Samurai Jack and the Batman, a few other shows that are on the block. So yeah, he's been on. He's no strangers that were on Toonami. Yeah. I'll be honest, I was a little starstruck meeting him because he kind of voiced a good portion of my childhood right there. <laughs> I I imagine it's very akin to when I met Rob Paulson. I was like, "You're my childhood." <laughs> yeah. Although the person I got that the most from was being uh, Jim Cummings at Kineticon a few years ago. Oh man, nice. Because he voiced like the entire Disney afternoon. He did. So. He really did. <laughs> yeah. He had his hand. Quite a few of those shows. Yeah. Right. Of course, my favorite, Other... Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck is awesome. Yes. Truly a great Let's cartoon. It holds up still. It really does. I've I've rewatched yeah. it recently, and a lot of old cartoons don't hold up so well. Immediately, my beloved '80s Ninja Turtles. Not such a great cartoon when you when you look at it today, but Darkwing Duck still very clever, very entertaining. Yeah. And same thing with DuckTales. Yeah. All really, really well-written, stand-the-test-of-time kind of cartoons. So what was your favorite moments? Hmm. Let me think about that. Um, hmm. So much going on. Um, honestly, it's going to sound bad because this is a Toonami podcast, but the Disney panel was pretty sweet. The Disney panel. The one for Big Hero 6 and uh, Tomorrowland. Well, that... Because, come on, George Clooney was there. Pretty cool panel. (laughs) Let's not beat around the bush. There wasn't a whole lot of great Toonami stuff (laughs) there. Uh, Not this year, no. Well, hey, you got an interview with Sabat and Shemmel. That's that's cool, man. And I still went to the Stellar Moon panel. That's pretty good. And actually, considering the Sailor Moon panel, I actually filmed it, so expect it on our YouTube channel at some point. Really? <laughs> they let you film it? Hmm. They didn't say no. <laughs> we might want to check if that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, they might say not to include certain clips, but to include other bits, you know what I mean? Like they may- Oh, yeah, yeah, right. We'll see what happens. Yeah, because I was watching some panels that they were streaming, and all of the stuff that was happening on stage they could show, but any clips they wouldn't show. I heard they were muted. Yeah, they were muted, and they you didn't see any visuals either. It was just a New York Comic Con logo, at least when I watched the Ninja Turtle panel, because, of course, I watched the Ninja Turtle panel. Well, I heard for the uh, core panel, they actually, uh, ex- aside from the episode itself, they did they showed the visuals for that panel. Well, that's just not fair. 
<laughs> so you didn't get to see uh, Bebop and Rock City? We got to see the the still image. Oh, you didn't get to see the sneak peek. It was an animatic of when they uh, transformed. I thought that that was or the case because I looked at a picture that was on Tumblr of them kind of like yelling after uh, the two of them yelling. I was like, oh, that must have been after the mutation. That, that makes sense. Yeah. So much Ninja Turtle stuff in this. <laughs> Sorry, there wasn't a lot. Oh, I wonder news. why that could be. We reported the Gundam news that day. And I am disappointed yeah. it didn't crash the site, like all Dragon Ball Z news does. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, the Javits Center internet is horrible there. In fact, I couldn't even live-tweet the Funimation panel from where I was. I had to text Paul and have Paul live-tweet for me. <laughs> huh. Second-person live-tweeting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it worked. Well, at least you could get a text signal out, man. <laughs> and even then, even then, you would have some problems trying to text people at times. Yeah, I fully believe that. The uh, Washington State Convention Center, that has similar problems. I'm not sure if it's the location or if it's just too many damn people. <laughs> it could be both. I know the Jazz Center is on the edge of the river. I was say, every time you say Javits Center, I, I wish you were saying Jarvits Center. <laughs> Why? I don't know, because Iron Man. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think that's pretty much all I can say about the con. It was uh, pretty exhausting, but fun at the same time. Well, I will thank you for going to the convention and being our man on the street, because yeah. we, uh, we wouldn't have Maybe. any coverage otherwise. Maybe next year someone who's actually on the podcast can go. Hit, hit Paul. <laughs> yeah, seriously, what the heck, Paul? You live in Rochester. I know he has work, but these yeah. are things that you can usually kind of request. I don't. I I guess it's just complicated for him. Yeah. I would have loved to go if I could have. Yeah. I would love to go to any convention. Well, I know he definitely wants to go next year, but he said that last year, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will see about that. Well, thanks for the right. recap, Matt. No problem. Glad you had a good time. Yeah. And when we return, the rest of the episode. Well, you did ask what people wanted at 11.30. I know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but before, before we get into that, since this is sort of kind of Bleach Month and Bleach will be ending soon, I decided it was time to talk about my favorite part of Bleach, the Soul Society arc. When Bleach started out, 
you had Ichigo just kind of living his normal, sort of normal life, though there's a lot of things that are actually... Uh, He's he's destined for greatness, basically. He doesn't know it yet. Uh, but he gets... Uh, his family gets attacked by a hollow because he has spiritual energy and he doesn't really realize it. He just knows he can see dead people. Like, in the sixth sense. <laughs> and that's how he meets Rukia, a soul reaper, and ends up gaining her powers and becoming a... Uh, substitute soul reaper which is a plot point which has come up again in the recent story arc that the significance of being a uh, substitute soul reaper and obtaining soul reaper powers from someone else flash forward after ichigo kind of gets his feet wet being a local soul reaper taking care of uh no good in his neighborhood <laughs> like a good Ghostbuster would. <laughs> like a good neighbor, Ichigo is there. <laughs> yes. We we may have a contender for episode title. <laughs> <laughs> so after Ichigo kind of gets his feet wet, uh, he ends up in a situation where Rukia's adopted brother, Byakuya, and her best friend, Renji, have come from Soul Society to capture her for her crimes. And Ichigo's still really inexperienced, so when they show up, he, he gets his ass kicked. Like, hardcore. And has to lie there on the ground after being defeated and watch as they take Rukio away. He enlists the help of some of his friends and also Urahara in order to get to Soul Society... And that begins the Soul Society arc where they storm into Soul Society, fight all of those Soul Reapers, and try to get Rukia back. And I think this is really the arc that makes Bleach unique and interesting. It's still a little cliche, admittedly. Uh, damsel in distress situation. But it's interesting because on one hand you have Rukia who fully believes that what she did was wrong and she should pay the penalty for it. So she's willing to accept the punishments. She's willing to die for what she did. But Ichigo is determined to save her, and so is Ichigo's friends. But you also have everybody in Soul Society who, even though they don't really agree with what's happening to Rukia, they have no choice but to do what they're ordered. And wouldn't you know it, there's somebody behind the scenes pulling the strings that has set all of this up. His name is Eisen. You already know about him by now, I'm sure. Well, of course. And there's all kinds of mystery elements that go on. There's a lot of twists, a lot of surprising things. Ichigo gets a major power upgrade early on so he can... Defeat. Oh, that fight with Byakuya is great. It is. That's pretty freaking sweet stuff right there. And also the fight that Ichigo has with Renji when he gets to Soul Society. That's that's another big one. But there's lots of good fights. Uh, introduction to a lot of the staple characters in Bleach. And though some folks feel that the Soul Reapers are a little annoying at points, in this story arc... They're interesting enough characters as foes 
they're they're kind of boring when they're not the bad guys, but it's still interesting to see all that goes on in uh, <clears throat> Soul Society, how it relates to our world, and all of that. And it's maybe not the most creative arc of Bleach, but it was definitely, I would say, the one that got me the most amped up. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Paul? I would say, you know, I hate to say this, and this will probably garner a lot of increased tweets and asks about this, but this is the exact reason why there probably maybe should be a rerun of Bleach. Because, well, there's a lot of good episodes that were in the beginning of the series that some people that weren't watching back then... Yeah, or the pacing went to crap. It did. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, and I hate to I hate to take a book out of... a page, not a book, a page out of uh, Dragon Ball Z, but, you know, in this instance, maybe there might be some times where Bleach should have, I don't know, kied, so to speak, and just, you know, got to the action rather than okay, five episodes, now we're at the action or something kind of thing. It's kind of something you can't do if you're not far enough away in the manga. True. So So, that's just the nature of things. Right. But, you know, this is kind of just goes back to the reason why, you know, maybe Bleach should be recapped on Toonami, and if they do have the chance, they should. Um, Again, I'm not saying that it, it will happen, but, you know, that was one of the times where I was really... I really got into Bleach. That was that was pretty much the arc that got me into Bleach was, you know, seeing Ichigo go from I, to pretty pretty much like captain to captain and pretty much, you know, it was kind of I wouldn't say like they were trying to destroy him more than him learning how to become a Soul Reaper. You know what I mean? That's true. I, Every fight taught him something. Exactly, and he became stronger as a result. Um, and I think when it got to Baki, uh, when it got to um, Rukia's brother, you know, Yakuya. yeah, he no, shut name. up. You know, he. And I can't remember if that was because he had. I know there were two fights. There was one. I think that was. I think it's the same fight. Actually, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I didn't talk about the Kenpachi fight. Yeah, is it, is it the one where... One. I'm trying to think, like, because... Um, I don't know if that's the same one where all of a sudden his... Uh, hollow takes over. <laughs> and he has a fight with his hollow in the middle of the fight. Oh, that's, uh, that's Byakuya. He that's actually the... defeats Byakuya because his hollow powers take over. Okay, was that the first one or was that the second fight that he had with him? Or is that the same one? Because there was one where he finally used his Bankai and just absolutely pretty much almost dominated him. That was the third fight you don't fought. That was the third fight, okay. Because they, they had a lot of fights. Yeah, I suppose they did. Yeah, it's But again, what I'm trying to say is like there's, there's a lot there that, at least in my opinion, is why like I've been saying like maybe we should have a rerun of it because I don't think... A lot of people have seen it now. Okay, fine. The argument can be made. Oh, well, you can find it online. Well, there's a difference between seeing it on Adult Swim 
for paying whatever, how much money an episode to see it on YouTube or whatever. You know. But it's, yeah, this, this was... streaming on Hulu for free. Is it streaming on Hulu for free? Mm-hmm. Up to episode 242 currently. Even though at New York Comic Con they said it was 292. <laughs> <Hey>, whatever. <laughs> Someone needs to check these things. But anyways, yeah, I mean, this was... This is definitely the arc that got me into Bleach, so again, I would like to see it. I, I would like to see more of Bleach, at least rerun and, and you know, see that those kinds of those scenes again. I think it'd be great to throw on in the back end of the block. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that they should go about airing the whole thing again, because that's quite the commitment. Right. I mean <laughs> six years at least. <laughs> Well, you know, again, I think from what we learned a couple weeks ago, you know, it, it wouldn't be a bad thing to have a long-running anime like Bleach in the back end of the block just in case something like this happened, you know? Certainly could fill that Inuyasha-type exactly. position. Exactly. So. Gentlemen, thoughts? Darrell. Ah, thank you, sir. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get know. ready! <laughs> I know. Get ready. No, admiration level is breaking the scouter. <laughs> all of a you sudden, we hear all of a sudden we hear Terrell in the background. No, it was just one of those series. Like I said, if I had not, you know, basically the opening theme almost turned me away from it because you know at that time I wasn't a real big Orange Range fan, but I was like, okay, let me see what this is. And all of a sudden, it just turned out to be a pretty decent anime to me. And, you know, I started reading more of the manga and everything. And you like the I just saw, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, I just saw how Ichigo started to progress from being a low-level scrub to, like, this little kick-ass substitute Soul Reaper who was basically, he was on, he started making his way on the same level as the captains because basically he does have captain-level powers. Right. You know, you know, it. It, but the thing that kind of ticked me off with Ichigo, man, it's like all of a sudden you like badass, you kicking everybody's ass, and then all of a sudden you meet the next set of competition, and you getting your ass on, man. And you know he has to go through the same process over again, level up again, and then he starts kicking everybody's ass again. Not to mention, you know, those last minute saves though. Everybody gets beat up, and then here comes Ichigo. Right. So those were just little things that kind of got on my nerves. And then, you know, there were some filler episodes that got on my nerves, especially dealing with Don Kenoji. (laughs) The spirits are always Always with you. I'm like, dude, I just want to punch you in the face. (laughs) But overall, though, Bleach has been one of those animes that I stuck with to the end, and I wasn't disappointed. And, of course, you know, even though I'm a fan, yeah, I made a lot of fun of it at times. Because, hey, can't have fun with something if you can't make, you know, if you can't yeah, make absolutely, jokes absolutely, man. I make jokes about One Piece all the time. Exactly. Trust me, I see your tweets, dude. I um, see your tweets. I mean... It... Darrell, I want to know, which is your favorite storyline in Bleach? To be honest with you, man, I would have to say the Sword Beast arc, man, or the Zanpakuto Rebellion. I actually like the fact that I got to see what these... Hey, this is... You know, I wanted to know what the Zanpaktos would look like in, you know, 
basically in human form, man, when they manifest, and you know, that arc actually showed me that. That was kind of like one of the arcs that I actually enjoyed the most. It's because he likes swords. <laughs> He's got yeah. a lot of them too. Don't don't even go into that. Yeah, we ain't gonna go into that tonight. We shoot, dude. I'm a sword myself. <laughs> and well, you know. Jim, do you have any thoughts on this? Or? No, Polly, don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's right. <laughs> I really don't, because uh, what I have seen of Bleach is pretty scattershot. Um, mm. I've seen parts of the Substitute arc. Um, uh, I saw a bit of the Rescue arc, but that was during that time where I seemed to only catch like the same two episodes of Bleach uh, for some reason or other. When uh, <laughs> Back in the Adult Swim action days, I had horrible luck. Um, let's see. But yeah, um, pretty much everything I've seen of Bleach is, um, you know, on Tsunami and stuff like that. So I have no, uh, thoughts on that. And like I was saying before the show started, the last, uh, Bleach episode I willingly watched was the Halloween episode. So, well, I will, I will say, you know, one more thing I want to add is, you know, Bleach was the main reason why I would tune in every Saturday night on Adult Swim was to watch Bleach. And yeah, Bleach is, like a long, a lot of these long-running anime series where, yeah, there was a lot of action, a lot of good episodes, and then there were some episodes where you're just like, just cut me right here. <laughs> just cut me because it just sucks. This really sucks. It was boring. It was just like too much talking and not enough fighting, man. Exactly. But, you know... Bound's arc almost got me to stop watching Bleach entirely. I mean, it's the exact, it's it's exact reason on April 1st, 2012, I tuned in for the 50th, you know, for all the, for every single time to see, you know, Bleach at midnight on Saturday night. And then all of a sudden, here's Toonami. So, you know, I'm just... It's I'm, right I, I, where I, it belongs. It's right where it belongs. And again, I'll, I've said it a, a bunch of times already, and I'll say it one more time. You know, I wouldn't mind if it re-ran on Tsunami again, as long as it's in the, the back half of the, the block. And I think it would make more sense if it was like, uh, if they got into a pinch, they could expand two episodes. Yeah, know? exactly, too. And and I think... To or if they, honest, didn't wanna, if they didn't want to mine for Big O or Fully Cooley again. Right, and, and, you know, this is a series that A, is proven on Tsunami, and B, not only that, we seem to be running into these, and hopefully this is the last time it happens, but we seem to be running into these situations where it's out of Toonami and Adult Swim Tans, these series that they pick up from Cartoon Network just automatically disappear, you know? And it's it's a sad thing, but, you know, it's better to have a series there, even if it is Bleach and some people don't like it, just in case something like this happens and you can maybe play two episodes. Because look at Helsing. You're playing it for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. I think that might be a one-time thing, though. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That, that's definitely a one-time thing, yeah. Because so. the last episode's probably going to be two hours. Well, he, did so say, long. he did say during the q No, I think they could pull it off in an hour and a half. Right. I don't think it's going to be for a while. I don't think that they're going to be doing like this kind of thing for a while, but it, it they did say during the Q&A it is hard to schedule. So. Yes, certainly is. But let's move on to listener mail because there is a shit ton of it. <laughs> uh, you like three of those? No, it won't take that long to read. I know, I'm just joking. Miscellaneous listener mail 
to start us off before we get into uh, all the commentary on uh, what should go to 1130. A-Yo-Fu writes in, where do I get one of those snail phones? <laughs> go to your room. That's uh, <laughs> in reference to One Piece. Possibly the Tom bumper for One Piece. All I can say to uh, the snail phone Those that Nami has, would be cool, what else you got in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, swear yeah, anime boob money. references are always good. But anyways, if I can set this up. <laughs> I assure you, Nami's boob money is not sweaty. Let me let me set this up real quick. Um, last week we asked... She is fresh as a daisy. Oh, God. <laughs> last week we set up uh, what... We wanted to ask you guys what... Uh, no, no, I gotta say something else about these phones, man. Oh, God. If you, if you imagine what those things would be like in real life, it's terrifying. <laughs> I don't want a snail phone like that. A cute little cartoon one? Sure. But an actual snail phone? Yeah. No. I'm sorry, dude. That snail phone might end up being on the side of some butter, dude. Uh, <laughs> 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 Excuse me, sir. The escargot is calling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Now you may preface. Okay. So last week we asked you guys what you thought should be at 11:30, or what you would like to see happen with the 11:30 time slot. And as we can see, a bunch of you. Uh, messaged us and sent your tsunami talk back, and I appreciate that because we don't always get a lot of that. So, without further ado, I sure sketch will love reading all these. So, I may enlist additional help, <laughs> but let's see how far I can get for now. Would you like a gun? Frank Full Metal <laughs> suggests for 11:30 should be dub premieres. When JoJo's yeah. dubbed, put it there. It's an incredible show that everyone needs to watch. Yes, I agree with that, it's an incredible show that everyone needs to watch. And Corey, my anime waifu, JoJo, the only correct answer. I can get behind it. <laughs> Starstorm, realistically, I'd love to see Inuyasha the final act. As for something not so realistic, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh my gosh, shut up, shut up with JoJo already. Dude, you, you don't realize by now I always put things kind of in a certain order. Uh, I know, asshole. <laughs> it's to emphasize points. Yeah, okay. Fred J. Francis suggests classic uncut redub Sailor Moon from Viz. Thank you. Voltron Sven Fan. I think that 11.30 would need to be a show that's as famous as Attack on Titan. For me, Kill a Kill comes to mind. That's Too much one. underage fan service. Sorry. Good right along. <laughs> yes, because we can show total dismemberment, but a little bit of underage nudity. <laughs> don't you know we're actually, don't you know we're born clothed? Nudity does not exist. Well, anyways. <laughs> exactly. I love this guy's uh, Twitter handle. <laughs> Just insane. <laughs> Psychopaths. Just insane mm. suggests psychopaths. I made that suggestion. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh huh. Uh, M. Morse writes in psychopaths or Inuyasha, the final act. Thank you. Both uh, acceptable, fairly recent choices. Blue Alexander 93, Inuyasha the Final Act at 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I know how big a Inuyasha fan Alex is, so. Yeah. What, wait, what is this next one? Am I really seeing that sketch? Yes, you are seeing Mr. A.D. Raven says, oh Samurai Jack, gotta get back, back to the past, Samurai Jack, watch out. <laughs> Quit trying to give know, subliminal uh, messages. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Samurai Jack at 1130 is a mm. bit of a stretch. <laughs> More than a bit of a stretch. I just, just need for him to put it's, his hands out. So it's I a can really it. old rerun with stretched footage. I don't think that's putting their best foot forward. Let's uh, let's not kid ourselves. It's lucky to be on at 5:30. But yes. indeed, but it is there, and and we can all enjoy it. Alpha Andrew suggests One Piece. I wish. I wish too. I think I think that would. When I think you're finishing up with comedy, if you follow that with One Piece, DBZ, and Naruto, that kind of progressively gets. More actiony, mm-hmm. but it's uh, I don't know. One One Piece. I think One Piece could feasibly do well there, but it really, that's where I think it. Earned. That's where I think it should have been. <laughs> Hasn't really don't worry about earned it. that time slot yet. We'll settle it with a Davy Bag fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think I like that order, but uh, yeah. Probably not going to happen. I'm just happy One Piece is on. Daniel Lee Sewell. I think I pronounced that right. Sewell. Uh, he says, I'd say have ship it in at 1130 and move One Piece to 1230 and have premieres from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Nah. Nah. Not feeling that. I want to see premieres that are at 1130. Exactly. <clears throat> Actually, you know what? Wait a minute. Before we read any more listener mail, Jim, what are your thoughts on the 11.30 time slot? 11.30 time slot? Well, I mean, it feels like there's so much, yet so little that could go there. Um, well, did you hear last week's podcast? I did not, because I've been busy so all week and prepping for a convention. Jim, have you heard of Noragami? Noragami? No. Okay. I think I've heard, I think I've heard of uh, Darrell talk about it once in a while, but... Not a whole lot, though. But, yeah, you probably heard me mention it in the passing. Well, one of the things that I had mentioned, for example, was um, because obviously we're coming up on where Attack on Titan is going to end, and so is Bleach. Um, Basically, there's a couple things that could happen. Like, for example, Attack on Titan repeats there at 1130. Um Dragon Ball Z eventually moves up into that time slot for the month of movies and then moves back to 12. Um, also, the other thought is maybe Sailor Moon might debut there. Um, so I guess that kind of gives you like an idea. Sketch had yeah. kind of mentioned Sketch had kind of mentioned maybe putting like shows that have been out for a while like Psychopaths and Inuyasha Final Act there. And technically, that's a premiere for Toonami. So. It would also be a televised premiere in both well, cases. What would you? Th- what do you think? Um, having never seen Psychopaths, I don't know uh, how it is, but I Psychopaths think it was, might but, be a little tough for 11:30. But yeah, it's a it's a uh, 
it's an Urobuchi anime, and uh, Urobuchi anime are usually very, very story heavy, especially early on. Oh, especially yeah, like if you watch if you watch like Fate Zero or something like that. Like nothing happens in the first half of Fate Zero, then mm-hmm. it starts getting good. You know, so that's so kind of the formula. That's kind of the formula of a Urobuchi anime. Um, I guess if you had to, uh, if you put a gun to my head and demanded that I say something, I'd default to the one I always wanted, which is uh, Madoka. Ooh, I didn't think about that maybe being it. Yeah, uh, I mean, leading the block. That is a bold suggestion. That is bold. I don't think it would work, but <laughs> well, we'll but see. it would be nice to have but, it on. Period. But I think, but I've been saying this since Tsunami came back. Madoka deserves its shot on Tsunami. I suppose Magi could maybe Magi too. Yes, I would love to see Magi. There would be nothing more that I would love to see at 11:30 than Magi. Except maybe Monica, because Maki is just that good. Maybe Michiko and Hodgkin. Michiko and Hodgkin, uh, even though it is getting on in age, it still looks really nice. It recently came out from Funimation. The dub is brand spanking new. The dub is fantastic. Relatively so, anyway. And yes, the dub is very, very good and entertaining. I could see that being kind of a good bridge show. Kind of in a space dandy way. I kind of thought about like a Brazilian cowboy bebop. Yeah, yeah that's what it's that's how it's the Brazilian cowboy bebop. That's kind of how they explained it to me when uh, I first saw it at Anime Boston last year. That might be maybe pushing it for eleven thirty, but it would be interesting to see. That's for mm-hmm. sure. be weird to go to Dragon Ball Z right after that, but. <laughs> And meanwhile, on Dragon Ball Z! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's finish out with the, uh, at least the mini talk back, and then we got some emails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, Mike Jin X89 suggests DBZ Kai at 11.30, followed by Shippuden in One Piece, moving up a half hour, and Inuyasha, the final act, would be at 1 afterwards. That might work, but there again, we have to weigh in that three weeks after... Well, four weeks after Kai comes on, we got the month of movies, so. Yeah, and Kai is definitely starting at midnight, so this right. could feasibly be for January. They could do that in January. But, mm, yeah, you kind of broke the one rule. <laughs> and that is DBZ Kai is at midnight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh... That's kind it for of, the uh, small ones. Yeah, that, that's it for the small ones. I feel as though I should address this on the podcast because he he wrote it he wrote it in and he also sent in a voicemail. But since we don't really respond to the voicemails, we just play them, which I suppose is kind of a flawed way of doing that. We really should actually respond to them. So, mm-hmm. Muhammad Faiz Daniel. He says, uh, any chance of these animes from this year coming to Toonami? Uh, this no. is the last <laughs> anime season. Uh, Tokyo Ghoul, Akame Ga Kill, Abnoa Zero, or Terror in Resonance. Well, uh, I don't know if... Um, I didn't see Terror in Resonance, uh, Resonance getting picked up by anybody. Funimation um, has it. Oh, Funimation has it? Okay. I didn't see which, um, goodness, because Aniplex uh, put out that show. 
but Funimation <laughs> licensed it. I think Anaflex actually has Ald Noah Zero. Yeah. Um, Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Yep. Uh, let me see. Akami I'm pretty sure Sentai. Yeah, I'm pretty, I was gonna just about to say that Akamega Kill got picked up by Sentai, and then there's um, as Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah, Funimation has Tokyo Ghoul, and uh, that one has been pretty popular. Yeah, it has. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't but, seen any of these. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, that'd be a good uh, quote-unquote adult anime, I guess, to um, throw at people if you well, wanted to go with that. And Tokyo Ghoul is what could be this uh, next year's Attack on Titan. Possibly, possibly. I don't know, man. I haven't seen it. He's just speculating. Yeah. Further down the line, I think maybe uh, Terraformers could happen. Wouldn't that be really cool for Mars? I think that's... Actually I think that's what it is, announced. yeah, Terra for Mars. Because yeah. it's play on words, kids! <laughs> you should learn these things. Mars! <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on who picks that up, I suppose. Uh, I've seen some people hoping that maybe Akame Got Kill would be the first Sentai show on Toonami. It's possible. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, so I can't really. So I couldn't really say anything about it. I've heard different. Uh, it's going to be hard to get any of these Sentai shows on. I don't know why it's still that way, but. <laughs> no. If you read my mind, Paul. No, yeah. Uh, wasn't uh, Ald No Zero? Isn't that uh, Urobuchi also? Yes. Yes, that is uh, an Urobuchi anime too. But that was surprisingly had a lot of action in it. Yeah, um, I have a feeling that Urobuchi was probably not as uh, directly involved because it doesn't have a. Even though it has a lot of its hallmarks uh, in terms of storytelling, it doesn't at the same time, from what I heard. Yeah, if that makes any sense. I don't think uh, Urobuchi had uh, complete creative control with it like he did with um, uh, Madoka or even Fate Zero. Because mm-hmm. at least in Fate Zero, he was using Kinoko Nasu's um, universe and characters. But since this was a prequel to Fate Stay Night, he was kind of able to mold the story how he wanted it. Hmm. And if I'm wrong on that, somebody correct me. <laughs> With Aldoa Zero, um, basically. Yeah, I, it was it, 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 it was like... story. It wasn't story heavy, but you get yeah. like you said, you could tell that it had you know. Urobuchi's um influence on it though, yeah, but I actually it. enjoyed it though because sometimes, yeah. dude, I don't want to hear all the story, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just exactly. don't. Yeah. Now with Watanabe's Terror and Resonance, uh, has anybody seen that? Does anybody know if it's actiony? No. No. Which I one? Haven't. I guess I know I should talk best to get yeah. that. That's one of the ones that a lot of people are trying to throw around because it's a Watanabe. Yeah, it you is know, a Watanabe Kano. show. And Kano. Mm, yeah yeah but that's i mean they're still living guys they're not gonna put on kids on the slope <laughs> no you can't do that uh, that's not an action show <laughs> yeah but i don't know about terror and resonance i haven't seen it yet i've been meaning to Either. but i haven't gotten around to it actually uh, one, that I thought, to that. one that i thought of one that i thought of um because i've been watching it recently although it is in sentai's hands so there's really not it so this is a very long shot but log horizon right mm, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. That, i've watched horizon. the first two episodes i'm i am very impressed with log horizon in the first two episodes 
right. here that's the show for people who like the concept of SAO but prefer a better like story. the execution. <laughs> yeah. I haven't gotten far enough to make a judgment on um, on um, Log Horizon versus Sword Art, so it's gotten a second season. It just started. Yep. And so has Psychopaths, and oh, that first episode of Psychopath season two was so good. Psychopaths. So I'm excited. Now, Jim, would you help me out and read these emails? Cause okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> So Tyrese Smith, a.k.a. Master of the Arts, send us an email. Thank you very much, sir. He says... You can uh, stop harassing me, but go on. (laughs) So I've been thinking a lot about what can be placed at the 1130 hour for Toonami and came up with a list of shows that can benefit from it. Kenichi, The Mightiest Disciple. Kenichi is an older show, but it's also a very good one. It's popular on Netflix and Hulu for a very good reason. I feel like Kenichi has the perfect amount of action and comedy to satisfy both fans of the niche and would be the perfect show to sandwich between Adult Swim's comedy programming and DBZ. It has a total of 52 episodes, plus some OVAs if Funimation ever gets around to them, so Toonami would be set for the next year and some change. Well, um, you know what? I've seen a few episodes of Kenichi. I can certainly see it. it kind of has, uh, you know, Karate Kid yeah, uh, it, anime it, feel to it. it. feasibly work. It's getting on in age, but... It, it is, it but um, so is it. But to be totally totally honest, so is Kakaishi, and that ran twice. And that's probably one they could uh, bring out of the vault if they needed to. They'd have probably have to re-do uh, yeah, the license. They'd have to re-license it, is, it but... and they better not spend money on that. <laughs> I never saw Put Kikashi. my foot down. <laughs> I never saw Kakashi. I am not. Uh, Nura, Rise of the Yokai Clan. Nura is a personal favorite of mine from Viz Media. I know the manga was very popular, but I didn't see it until it came on Neon Alley. I immediately thought the show was perfect for an early time slot. It's similar to Inuyasha in some ways, yet very different as well. It has two seasons, both being 26 episodes long, so if it doesn't pay itself off, it can always be dropped without any real backlash. I never saw Nura, but I have read the manga, and I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, Nura's actually really good, man. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, A Certain Magical Index is his third one. I've been a big fan of Index since 2009, and since then, I wish Toonami could have aired it. Index is based off a light novel, but the adaptation is solid and doesn't have any strenuous amount of dialogue in it. Most of the show is action. Index has a side story called Railgun, which I reviewed, that uh, that's not needed <laughs> yep. to understand the story. But Season 2 gives another very interesting perspective of a small arc in the series. The problem with Railgun is that it's heavily leaning on Slice of Life while maintaining action as almost a subgenre. Index has two seasons, both spanning 24 episodes in a movie. Railgun has the same amount for both seasons. Sorry for the long email, guys, but I just had a lot to say. Yes, you should be sorry. (laughs) Having seen Railgun, um, I said in my review that I don't think it's Toonami worthy. But what about Index? Um, I've seen Index. index. It seems fairly action-y. Yeah, Index I haven't seen. Yeah, I would say Index could do um Toonami, but Railgun not so much. Yeah, they're all good. They're all good suggestions. You know, mm-hmm. anything. I mean, anything. Uh, Nura, really is, uh, Nura's, you know, Nura's, of those shonen. three, Nura, yeah, of those three, Nura is probably the best candidate. Yeah, it's the newest. It had. There, I've noticed, at least I, I think I've noticed that the Toonami audience and even the Adult Swim action audience before it. Really likes those supernatural related animes. Yeah, they like sword and sorcery. They like demon slaying. They like monster hunting. All of that kind of stuff. So if it's not martial arts, it's gotta be supernatural stuff. Right. So the next email we got was from Allison T. 
Hello, guys. It's Allison T. from the Twitterverse. Hello, Allison. Thank you for your email. First, I want to say who would want sexual assault online too at 1130 <laughs> other than Paul. Crazy old Paul. Wait, 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 wait. Stop right there. Let me let me let me respond to that real quick. Mm. Um, I'm not the only one that said 1130. There's a lot of people that say 1130. So continue. Mm. OK, anyways, I would think the big label Inuyasha's final uh, Inuyasha's final act has of never been seen on television would be a bigger thing to get from Viz. It has more action than Sailor Moon. I've only learned that from watching episodes 1 through 23 on Neon Alley. So all the things I would like to see at 11.30 are not Sword Art 2, but Inuyasha Final Act or Tiger and Bunny. Psychopaths, or what I want, what I want more, Darker Than Black could air too, but after One Piece. I agree with Darker Than Black. Have to give the long-running shonen everyone knows the name of on early. But on another note, after wanting to punch a wall after hearing Paul's wacky 11.30 suggestions, I was thinking of possible... <laughs> <laughs> See, she's been around Darrell too much. I told you. <laughs> I, was... <laughs> I love you, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of possible movies Toonami could air. They had Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood on Toonami for a long, 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 long time. I'm not complaining, though. That show kicks ass. Funimation dubbed a movie on that series, so that couldn't be possible to air during movie month. That's called uh, Sacred Star of Milos, is the one she's thinking of. Yeah. Other random movies that Funimation... Uh, had that I remember was Hal and Wolf Children, neither of which are action. But I don't know if they could air because they're not action-packed. I think Fairy Tales movie was action-packed. The anime is pretty silly, but the dub of it is pretty nice, and I'm waiting for more episodes to come out. I'm sorry. also hoping... Hmm? Sorry, Allison, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling they're not going to air something... If it's based off of a series, I have a feeling they're not going to air uh, the series without... They're not going to air the movie without having aired the series. Exactly. Yeah, and doesn't the fairy tale movie have some spoilers in it? I don't know. I haven't. That's seen the thing that keeps too. me from suggesting One Piece movies. Mm -hmm. I'm also hoping for a One Piece movie on Tsunami, since the series itself has been grabbing my attention more than Naruto has. One Piece film Z, anybody? I would like that. The thing about One Piece film Z, though, is that um, just like Strong World, it introduces the skeleton Brook. So I don't think that it would it jumps way 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 ahead like a strong yeah world. it's post time skip yes I was about to say that Poor, uh, strong, strong world, world is, is just ahead in. of uh, strong world's kind of just ahead of thriller bark really yeah but which it's is gonna a be a fantastic arc which it's thriller gonna bark be is like a fantastic. year before thriller bark <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're still away we're still very much a ways away from the actual time skip too. Uh, if not the Cowboy Bebop movie, if not that, the Cowboy Bebop movie, if that was ever licensed like the series was. What movies do you think could be possible from Funimation? I only ask because last year's movie month was all Funimation licensed movies and thought this year would be no different. Very likely because Funimation kind of has, uh, I wouldn't say they have the market cornered on movies. It's just that that's just how it would work. As much as I would love to see Strong World, and I really, really, really do. <sighs> Can't be done because of the time skip. And everybody's going to be wondering, hey, who's this Brooke guy? Wait a minute. Why isn't he in the series? Yeah, also, uh, there's another member of the Straw Hats that's not technically a member of the Straw Hats yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so don't want to spoil that either. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, I like Brooke. Brooke's one of my favorite. Brooke's yeah. probably my favorite Straw Hat. But if you're all caught up to that point with one piece by all means by the by the movie i did it's great also by film z 
Yep, One Piece Film Z just released, what, last week? Two weeks ago? Uh, yeah, something like that. I think it was like two that. weeks ago. On uh, September 28th, if I think and it was. we got a review coming soon. Yes, we do. Soon. Um. <laughs> Spoiler for you, gonna... we promise. <laughs> well, I guess I'll quickly respond Kinda, to this. Anyway. I'll respond to this email really quickly, since apparently Darrell slipped Ellison some beer. Or alcohol, <laughs> or whatever he gives her. But anyways, um... <laughs> What's the matter, Paul? You don't like that somebody else doesn't think your ideas are good? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think she's completely and utterly wrong. But anyways... Whoa! Uh, shots whoa. fired! Um, first of all, putting Sailor Moon at 1130 is not a stupid suggestion. Sailor Moon is actually wanted by a lot of fans. It's in the top three right now, and still is in the top three. So if you think that Sailor Moon wouldn't be a possibility for 11.30 time slot, then you need to stop drinking Durrell's magic juice. Number two, <laughs> um, SAO, SAO2 is also one of the top three uh, suggested animes to be on the block. Yeah, on the where, block, not 11.30. Where are you going to put it? At 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning? I don't think so. I I think I think that 11:30 would be a perfect slot, and to be honest with you, it's probably better. Let me finish sketch. Um, but you it's have to, to be at 11:30 in season, man. You don't know. I'm not saying it's bad, but there are things. Is there anything that, sexual? Uh, yeah, and it's not digital. No. <laughs> I'm just saying to you that you know it, it's. If you're going to put a series like that high profile, it would be better at 11.30. Plus, it's one of the top three suggested. Obviously, Kill the Kill, if it was going to be there, it would have been there already. Because, well, everybody is literally knocking down the doors trying to get that on Toonam. It's, it's one of those series that's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard to try to put on there. And if they accomplish it, great. But that's not going to be at 11.30. That's probably going to be lower because it's going to be one of the darker series. I think everybody can agree with that, and that's because of It's not certain... really dark. Well, I mean, not dark in the sense of the anime being dark, but dark in the sense of... Never mind. Anyways, it is heavier um... content, but I don't think that content's necessarily too much for 11.30 per se, except for one scene, which they would probably cut. So... As far as my ideas for what the 11.30 time slot is, they're actually logical. Um, so if you want to fire shots at me, maybe come up with more than I'm going to punch the wall hearing Paul's suggestions <laughs> in an email than... Um, oh, just... boo-hoo! Hey, she's saying it to my face. Not really. She's saying it over an email, not to my face. <sighs> Shut up. Enjoy it. <laughs> but anyways... Um... Own it. I would agree, Cowboy Bebop, but... Um, I'm not entirely sure who has that movie that's, right that's now. That's where I was going to go. When I heard that, I was like... Because the Blu-ray, the recent Blu-ray from a couple of years ago, I think, that was put out by Image, mm. which, interestingly enough, I believe that was the company that Bandai Visual was distributing their stuff through. So... Well, but Sony had the Cowboy Bebop movie when it was originally licensed in the U.S., they may still have the TV rights. I'm not entirely sure. But I would like them to play the Cowboy Bebop movie. I mean, they could actually play it on Halloween this year if they wanted. Well, the day after Halloween, actually. But um, playing around the holiday season, that'd be fine. And, you know, it probably will be Funimation movies. I will agree with that. I I, I would love... 
I'd love to go out on a limb and try to say that Fizz would give them a movie, like a Bleach movie, because it would make sense. But... Get that noise, man. Do some deals with Anchor Bay. I want Redline. <laughs> yes, there indeed. Go, give me Redline. Well, sure. Redline and Ghost in the Shell. I'm sure they've <laughs> tried to get Redline. I, I can't imagine they wouldn't, because it's very. It's probably one of the most requested ones. But yeah, uh, be surprising. Uh, yeah, who you knows know, based on and how that works. Based on what happened last year, I think the safest bet is Funimation, but hopefully they can get something from Viz, too, because I would like to see some of the Bleach movies as well. Mm, yeah, some of them the are next... worth it, like uh, Hell vs. Diamond Dust Rebellion, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's but two it... Bleach movies they haven't played. They haven't played Fade yeah. to Black or Hellverse. So exactly. That'd be a nice send-off. Bleach is back for one more night, maybe. Uh, has anybody seen King of Thorn? I know Funimation has that. In King of Porn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, with that, with that, I think we need to get out of here because we're running yeah. at about two hours right now. <laughs> yeah, probably past two uh, hours. And now that I'm done with my SmackDown, uh, you can find us. First of all, you can email us, and people seem to be actually emailing us. So thank you for doing that, by the way, because we like to see emails. Uh, you can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Along with, uh, you can also call us and leave us a message. The number is 585-487-8277. Uh, either way, we will try to put that on the air for you. Um, we're going to try and see if we can... You know what, to be honest with you, I, I think last week, like we were talking about, you know, if you guys want to give us, you know, record what your thoughts are on certain things... Yeah, just go ahead and get a a free audio recording, whatever, and record something. It's going to be better, more likely going to be better quality than if you call the voicemail. Right, right. So you can do that too. And again, the email is podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Don't go out and buy one, obviously. <laughs> yeah, just get Audacity or some other yeah. free program. Something that's... You... Go ahead, Jarrell. Oh, no, go ahead. I don't I have nothing to say, dude. Anyways, um, we're not really sticklers and, for quality. We just have to be able to understand what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and you know what? To be honest with you, I don't think most of the time it's been kind of the quality with the voicemails, at least the couple that I've heard. So, um, yeah, if you guys just want to send them in, that's fine. Podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Again, that's where you can suggest shows. You can suggest what you want to see on the podcast, what you don't want to see on the podcast. Again, feedback is good because we want to improve the podcast. And we can't do that without your feedback. So um, please rate, review the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast, And you can tumble with us on Tumblr at tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And you can visit us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com for all the new episodes of the podcast as they come out. Um, all the exclusives will be there as well. I still have to put up the... Uh, Gil Awesome one that we did, so look for that to come up, come out as well. That'll be up on the, uh, that should be actually on the slider on, on podcast.tunamifaithful.com, so look for that soon. But uh, it's time to get out of here. Uh, we'll start with Jim. Where can they find you? You can find me at ZeroAlucard27 on Twitter, and uh, you can also find me on the PlayStation Network at Baystar underscore boy. That way, uh, you know, if uh, I ever decide to stream again, which I haven't for weeks, um, <laughs> you can uh, come check out my stream. Uh, check my Twitter, because when I do stream, uh, it will uh, go up. The tweet will go up on my Twitter feed. 
And you're also going to a certain con, aren't you? I'm going to another anime convention this Friday. So uh, I might not be part of the Toonami Faithful podcast next week, but I will uh, do everything in my power to um, get as many interviews as possible. And I will uh, try, you know, as a little makeup for uh, uh, Otakon and how I got screwed there. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> anyway, Strel, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me always on Twitter at Ukami underscore Samurai 7. And if you want to tumble with me, you can do that at ukamisamurai.tumblr.com. And some people have been asking me about my Ask FM, and that is ask.fm slash ukami75. And if you want to send me emails, which I don't get anything from anyway, you can email me at derailmaddox at tsunamifaithful.com. They don't want to get sliced in half. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Sketch, where can they find you, sir? The best way to get in contact with me is on Twitter at Sketch1984 on Twitter, sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me silly questions at ask.fm backslash sketch1984. And if you have any comments, suggestions, or general feedback for the podcast, send that to sketch at tunamifaithful.com. And Paul. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Paul Pascoe. My name is spelled P-E-S-C-R-I. Oh, oh, shut up, Darrell. Um, you can tumble with me on Tumblr. It's pubscroll.tumblr.com. Um, you can actually ask me questions there, too. A couple of people. I think it was Inuyasha-san has been asking me questions there, and I finally answered those. So you can ask me questions there. But uh, the main place where I answer questions is ask.fm slash uh, you can ask me questions anytime. Again, as I've the been main saying, place where you don't answer questions. <laughs> I do answer. <laughs> I do answer questions. Just if they're stupid and they want to be trollish, I usually you don't want them. a sarcastic answer. Don't ask a stupid question. Exactly. So, um, ask.fm/slash pulpscroll again. That's where you can ask me questions, and um, you can email me on at the website, pubscrillo at tsunamifaithful.com. Again, we would like your suggestions about the podcast and the website, tsunamifaithful.com, because we cannot improve anything without your guys' feedback, and we obviously want your feedback because we wouldn't ask. So, well, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you for listening every single week. We certainly do appreciate it. But that's it for this week's Tsunami Faithful podcast. Peace. We're out. Deuces! Way to peek the mic, man. <laughs> <laughs>